Hello and welcome to Kingdom Conversations, a ministry of Faith Covenant Church. We are so excited to have you today as we talk about all things related to the Kingdom of God. Hello and welcome back for another episode. I am so excited tonight because the Lord has put three amazing mamas in all different seasons around this table with me. And we're going to be talking about what it looks like to disciple our children, to raise them up in the Lord, and about a new um, a new tool that God has had us create for those doing salt and light that allows mamas to speak into their children and have conversations about the things of the Lord. So I pray you will just so be able to sit back and enjoy this conversation. And if you are a mom, I pray you walk away encouraged and excited about this season that God has you in. So I'm going to start by turning it over to my friend to my left. Would you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit, you're part of Salt and Light, how has that impacted your life for the kingdom of God? My name's Krista, um, and I have been doing Salt and Light for many years. Um, it has greatly impacted my life in helping me be consistent with being in the Word. Um, it gives me a place to keep the the way that we do it right now with the journals, the guides. It gives me a place to put that the thoughts the Lord shows me um, all together. And then the groups that we're in are just amazing. I love the fellowship and the accountability that we share as we come together and share what the Lord has shown us. We always say we're better together, and that just sounds so cliche, but we really are. We get to learn from each other. I love that. Yeah. Uh, my name's Bree, and I've also been uh, part of Salt and Light for about two years now. Um, I think the biggest thing for me has really been um, the simplicity, mm. the idea that it doesn't have to be hours and hours and coffee and candles and highlighters and <laughs> notebooks, even though that's what I enjoy, <laughs> um, that it can just be, you know, glancing over the scripture. Um, and I, I like to carry my book in the car um, so that I can take a look at my memory verse during the day. Or if I have maybe a word that I'm defining and thinking on, I carry that with me. If I didn't have time in the morning, I can think on it during the day and um, come back to it at night, having processed it over hours. Yeah. Krista actually had a great term for that, Brie, and it was, she said she calls it her progressive dinner. Like you get to start in the morning and all day long, you keep coming back and forth and playing with it. And that's powerful when we're doing that with the Word of God. He doesn't want us just to have a quiet time, put it away and move on. So Not rushing awesome. through it, too. Yes. Yeah. Time. Gives you that time to linger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm Bria. <laughs> Not to be confused with Brie, but... Um, I have been part of Salt and Light since the Freedom Workshop. Was that 2019? Do you recall? It was like two or three years ago now. So yeah, similar timeline. And I would say the the thing I that comes to mind first is the deepening of my relationship with God. I've known 
the Lord for a long, long time since I was a child. And to think that it could get any deeper is just kind of mind blowing and amazing, but it really can. It, it's it's a, kind of a never ending process as long as we're here. So the Lord continues to show me that through, like Bree said, the simplistic um, spending time each day in the word with uh, digestible chunks of scripture. And it's kind of incredible what, when I've read through the Bible in the past, I've, I've read it cover to cover more than once, but reading things in these small chunks and thinking, did I ever read yes. this before? Yes. What, where yeah. did this come from? And that, that's one of the amazing things about the living and active word of God is that it can be so fresh, even if you've read it multiple times. I think that's one of my favorite things is I remember somebody saying, oh, I don't know that I'm going to do Genesis. I've already read the book. And I just, I sit there and I have to like stop on that because this is the living word of God. And there are some books that I have read multiple times and it always blows me away where I'm like, where did that come from? Even though I had maybe read through it three or four times before, totally missed it. And it's because the Holy Spirit is in charge of the timing. And he knew maybe that first time I wasn't ready. It wasn't the right season. There was something more important. It truly is alive and active. So what I noticed from all three of our guests, so we have Krista, who's going to be introducing us to her children. And she's in a different season than Bree and Bria. Um, but the, the desire that God gives us is he fills us up so that he can pour us out and who more important to pour into than our children I always say that's where discipleship starts that's more important Um, I had a friend who when my number three I had four sons and when my third son was born I remember her holding him in her arms and she prayed over him and she said Lord I pray for this little boy who's going to go places one day and he's going to talk to people Mary will never talk to and he's going to see people and meet people she'll never meet and then this summer Seth went on a uh, mission trip to Costa Rica and this video leaks out and he is up on a stage playing guitar and they are singing in Spanish which he does not even speak and the tears just came that I'm never going to meet those people but boy, I'm so grateful that God gave me a season to be a part of what he was doing in his life. And that's kind of where you are. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. Are there simple ways to pour into our children, to get them excited about the things of God? Not a box to be checked, but a relationship to be had. So before we do that, Krista, how old are your kids? Tell us a little bit about them. I have five children. We have one son. He's our oldest, and he will be 27 in October. Um, I remember him (laughs) in my two-year-old nursery. That's just crazy town. Yeah. In fact, today I was trying to tell someone how old he was, and I had to, like, go back and forth because I'm starting to forget now how old my kids are. Um, Our oldest daughter is 24, and she's married. Um, and then we have a 21-year-old daughter, an 18-year-old, and a 13-year-old. Yeah, all girls all except girls for that for first Sam. boy. Yeah. yeah. So I had four boys. She had four girls, and we raised our kids together. It's kind of fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How about you, Bree? I have uh, three kids. Jack is the oldest. He's six. Cora is three and a half, and Molly Mae is one. 
I love that name, Molly <laughs> May. And you right. told me a funny story. Would you tell them, like, when you first started, we're going to be talking about the companion guide. And so they just started it. So tell me, tell them what you told me. I, to, I sent a picture to Mary of both of the kids doing the guides. And I was excited to do it with Jack, but this just wasn't really his jam. And uh, I was really um, anticipating pushback from him. Um but he was doing it. He was into it the first day. He didn't. Um, he didn't push it. But I said, Cora Lou has been waiting her entire life. <laughs> her entire life has been leading up to this moment. <laughs> He's this is her begging time. to do this kind of thing and just eating it up. And mm-hmm. how old is Cora? She's three and a half. And if you haven't met Cora, she's got the most cute curls and this little cherub face. So I can just see her with her little guide oh, yes. coloring away. <laughs> All her different color pens. That's so fun. I love her. I have uh, Bria here. I have Luke. He is four years old, and I'm already having that, like, oh, my gosh, how old is he? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I had a similar with compared to Bree in the sense of he's a boy, and I wasn't sure. He loves to just play, 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 play. That's all he wants to do all the time. I wasn't sure how easy it would be to get him to sit with me and go through this, and um, it, it was – a God thing. (laughs) That's all I can uh, attribute it to that. Um, he was very interested and, and as soon as we got going with it, he really enjoyed it. And it's been really neat to see him get like, where's my Bible study, mom? (laughs) Yeah. Well, one of the things, um, that we've started, so let me tell you about our companion guide for kids and the purpose of it. First of all, I have not created a program for, it's not a children's program. It's a tool for parents who are currently doing salt and light to be able to have their children join them in the conversations. So it's just a tool that creates conversations. Um, we have three main goals and I'm going to ask Bria, will you read the first three goals. Um, Let's just read through that first page together. And I'm going to have you, as I look at this, read the first paragraph and then the first three goals. Sure. Our hope and our heart is that this companion guide for kids will be such a blessing to you and your family. Our goal for our kids edition is very simple, creating a habit of daily time with the Lord, memorizing scripture, which is easier when you're younger, giving you a tool for discussion, which leads to discipleship. Okay, so let's stop and talk about that for just a minute. If you are trying to create a habit of daily quiet time, when did you start creating that, ladies? Like, when do you think you started having your own consistent quiet times? How old were you? I was pretty little. I'm trying to remember. Um, I think I was probably 10 or 11. Yeah, 10 or 11. Thought you I, I mean, if my mom wrote it in uh, to part of my school being homeschooled, um, but I think on my own, um, probably 12, 13 in middle school. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say I probably started in middle school, but consistently, mm-hmm. <laughs> daily, I was well into my 30s, probably, yeah. to yeah. be honest. Yeah. I got radically saved at 19, so I didn't have any quiet times as a child, but I know that that was a habit that I had to be very intentional about to create. And so um, what we're going to talk about tonight is how you can use this companion guide, which by the way, there is nothing supernatural in the guide. The guide gets us to the one who is supernatural, and that's the goal of what we're doing. It's going to create conversations about the Word of God. Um, 
So tell me, I want to hear a couple of testimonies as we get started. We are very, so our very first assignments are going through the memory verses um, because that's where young children start. How many of you have ever heard of uh, Charlotte Mason or the younger child's brain, how they learn? What do you know about that, Krista? Um, I know I've heard of Charlotte Mason. Another um, uh, method I've used as a homeschool mom is um, classical education, which looks at the stages of learning that kids have. And when they're very young, their brains are like sponges. They call that the grammar stage Mm -hmm. in classical ed. And that's the time when, you know, they're, they're parroting back to you, you know, those are memory, you know, little songs and, and all that. They can memorize stuff like that. They're learning how to talk. And so they're picking up from you how to do that. And so that's their brains were made. I laugh that. as you say that because they pick up everything you say. Yeah. So good, yeah. bad, whatever that they're they're parroting. They were mimicking for them. And do you know statistically there is no other time in our life where our brains can memorize and hold on to information that's drilled in better than from zero to twelve. Like that is the prime. Now we can do it all the days of our life. And my favorite example is um, a friend, Sharon Peterson, who attends our church. She's 84 years old, and she will stand up and she will, from memory, quote an entire chapter from the Bible. So it can be done at all ages, but there's something precious about those years of zero to 12, somewhere in there, just the memorization that can take place. And so our goal in the Children's Companion Guide in the younger years is that we're just having your child dig into our memory verses, you're having conversations around them, and they're memorizing the verses with you. I cannot think, I wish that I had had that experience with my young children. So let's talk about the first memory verse in our companion guide. The moms, you guys are reading through the book of Philippians, right? And so um, our first memory verse was Philippians 4, 8. Does anybody have that memorized now that I have you in front of a hot microphone without any cheat sheets uh, that you'd like to share that? So I memorize a different version. I don't know. If you go right ahead. Okay. So here I go. I'm going to try it. Um, Philippians 4, 8. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence or if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Philippians 4, 8. And when you think about that verse, Bria, how does that speak to you? Oh, right now, it, it, it feels like being washed in a way, like my mind being washed. Um, and how instead of focusing on negative things, which can, can kind of suck me in sometimes, Mm -hmm. um, it, it feels like a reminder that there is so much other things that the Lord asks us to focus on. Um, and even, um, even though this word is not in this verse, but the thought gratitude, the word gratitude comes to mind and just being very grateful for all of those things, the Mm -hmm. true things, the just things, the honorable things. Um, 
Mm. That, yeah. I like that because this verse gives birth to gratitude. It does. Finally, brothers and sisters, Mm -hmm. there's a version I love that I heard a long time. It says, fill your minds with beauty and truth. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was taken from this verse. But the one that we officially use as we're walking through salt and light is from the NIV version. And I'm just going to share that. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is praiseworthy, think about such things. Whoa, like um, something that somebody said at one of our leaders' meetings was she said, it just blows me away that the first word is true. Mm -hmm. Everything comes from truth. And so we get to um, make our decisions not based on our culture or what we're hearing, but our truth comes from what? God's yeah. word, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, on the very first day of our children's guide, it says, finally, brothers and sisters, and they're actually writing that and they're drawing a picture. And these pictures started coming in from moms of brothers and sisters. And it was just so precious to see, especially the different ages as they came in. One grandmother sent it. She goes, I know it looks like aliens, but that's a brother and a sister. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like this probably. Yes. Oh, I wish you could see Luke's guide that breathed. Uh, um, brought with her but then you get to have the you get to have the conversation about hey I know that I'm your mom but do you know that when you ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life I'm your sister like those are big conversations do they have to really get that fully at three no absolutely not yeah that but it's a great introduction so that you can continue that conversation as they get older. So I'm going to ask you, as you um, went through this with your children, or as you're going through this, what day has been most memorable for you, Brie, that you guys have done together? Um, Ours would be, I think it was day three, um, for whatever is noble. Uh, I used the 1828 um, dictionary app on my phone, and I was Uh, reading the definition of noble and the first uh, word of the definition was great and so for Jack's picture of noble he drew a roller coaster because roller coasters are great (laughs) yes they are we're gonna go with it that's right that's right because when he hears noble and he thinks great he'll build on that as he gets older yeah and it won't go away it adds velcro yeah how about you Bria um, every day has been so precious, so it's hard to actually pick one. Um, but I, I stopped when I turned the page and looked at the word right. Mm. Um, one thing that my son said, because I think I gave him a definition, and I said, what about you? What do you think of when you think of the word right? And he said, the right way means obey. Oh, and wow. to hear him say that. Wow. <laughs> Um, How old is he? He's four. Wow. It, it just completely <laughs> <Good> job, <Luke. laughs> blew me away. And I went, oh, Lord, you are the one in here. It's not, this is not me. This is God. And, and that's where um, being able to just sit back and watch God work in his life, that, that's such an amazing thing. And this, as you mentioned, there's nothing supernatural about this booklet, but it's that relational piece that, yes. that um is is so powerful yes yeah um so how this all came to be if you're wondering how did we create this companion guide was well I homeschooled for 
22 years. And so I had like all these ideas of things I wish I could do. If I could write a curriculum, I would want it to be simple and I would want it to be based upon their where they're at, where they're learning at. And so two weeks before we launched the study, I got a call from our pastor and he was getting great feedback. We have husbands and wives that are doing Salt and Light together. And um, I almost, I don't want to give glory to Salt and Light. That's just the tool we use. The glory goes to God, but they're studying the word together. They're reading in exactly the same place. And so um, we had a, I, I have a personal testimony where a wife came up to me. I don't even know her that well, or I didn't know her that well. And she was crying. And she said, I want you to know, we can't wait to get the kids in bed at night so that we can talk about what word did you get in? How did the scripture speak to you? And why was Paul sharing? You know, And the, the conversations that are taking place it is the foundation of our life, right? And so um, uh, Pastor Kevin said, no pressure. He said, but I was just wondering, is there a way that we could do something for these families who have young children so that they could be more family oriented? And all I can tell you, well, first, I'll be very honest. I'm like, oh, you mean Philippians that launches in two weeks? Sure. <laughs> you know. And he said, no pressure. Um but God did a work and the Holy Spirit, all I can tell you is it fell on me and my fingers started going and 12 hours later, we had the entire first book. Like it was just written out. It was very simple, by the way, because it's just the word of God. That's what we're, we're pointing our kids to the word of God. And um, we put it together and Krista is our graphic designer. She lays it out and makes it look beautiful. And Bree does all of our graphics and our social media. And so she does the covers for these things. And that was on Friday that Kevin called, and it went to print Monday morning. That, to me, is Holy Spirit, right? Yes, like, that's just crazy. Absolutely. And so we, from that place, the heart behind this is we want families to be able to come together, that we're all having the same conversation about the supernatural things. Um you know, we don't raise our kids and then when they're 13, start talking to them about the things of God. But not only are we talking to them, guess what? They're talking to us as they're mm -hmm. interacting. Yes. Like Bria said at the beginning, the word is alive and it's active. It's alive and active and it pierces and it speaks to us. And it's the only book in the world, my mentor says, that you can interact with the author and not be considered crazy. You are actually interacting with him. And that's what brings life. Um, so as we are getting ready to um, go around the table again, I just want to ask you if you had um, one goal as a parent for your child spiritually that God has put on your heart. How does the word of God play into that? And what does that look like? That's a hard question, isn't it? Yeah. Do you want me to get us started? Because I can tell you that for my boys, I wanted them to know God, not because I knew him. I wanted them to have ownership. And so that was, that was truly uh, my goal. And the best way for me to do that is to teach them how to be, you know, salt and light. We talk about one of the tools is we teach women and men how to be self-feeding Christians, not dependent upon an author telling you, here's the question to fill in the blank, but dependent upon, here's the word of God. How is it speaking to you? And I wanted my children to know how to do that. And this, to me, this is what I see the goal of what we're doing. What would you say to that, Krista? 
Well, one of the verses in Philippians talks about growing in the knowledge of the yes. Lord. Mm-hmm. And that is definitely my heart for my kids, that they would grow to know him more, but also grow to know how much he loves them. And we know we can know that through his word. So I don't want them to look back on on their life at home and knowing that I spent a lot of time in the word and that that never affected them. Yes. Yeah. I want it to affect that they will also be in the word. And I'm starting to see that happen more and more. Yeah. Yeah. Your Josie is in salt and light. And yes. She was in my group and it's just a joy. I've known her since she was a baby and she's 21, 21. Yeah. And now here she is just in love with God's word, letting it penetrate her heart. How about you, Bree? Um, my thing really has just been to plant a seed. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I felt I grew up in church in a Christian home and all that good stuff. But I felt like um, my mom made the Bible a chore. Like it was literally in my homework. And now I do that with my own son, but I've realized, you know, it's not, my mom had nothing to do with my coming to Christ. Even, you know, the messages that I heard in middle and high school, those had nothing to do with it either. It was only by God. And with Jack specifically, he's such a, he can be a difficult kid and he questions every authority that comes after him. And I'm growing to like that about him sometimes. Um, but that just, was such a consistent, <laughs> true answer. <laughs> That's awesome. But I just know, like, it's just how it was with myself. Like, it, nothing I do will have any effect on when, if, how he comes to know the Lord. It's yeah. just a consistent doing my part in the job that I have given. In fact, he's been, like I said, he questions authority and he thinks he knows everything. But he'll come to me and he'll go, you know, you're not in charge of me, right? God is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, well, sure. <laughs> but God gave you to me and I have been tasked with the job of being in charge of you for God so that you can yeah. do these things. Um, just that, like I said, planting that seed so that it's there, no matter what he goes through in life, that that foundation is there that I know he has in his head and in his heart that he can come back to whenever he's ready. I think that's such an important point that, um, I remember falling in love with the idea of homeschooling because I saw a family sitting together and I thought, and I remember talking with the mom and the, one of the first things she said to me is, I just want you to go in knowing that you cannot teach your children to become saved, that that is an act of God. So all we can do is get them to the one who woos their hearts to him. And that's, I love that we're planting that seed, but Mm -hmm. God does all the work. There's freedom in that, you know, but we want to make sure, are we giving them the opportunity to really know him? Bria, how about you? I love what Bree just shared. It, it resonates with me as well. Um, and Luke and Jack are friends, so they Aww. they just <laughs> Jack rubs off on him. They, well, I wasn't <laughs> going to say that. They love each other so much. Mm-hmm. And Luke is a very strong-willed boy himself. And some of the things he would say, um, gosh, maybe just a few months ago, he didn't like God. He would say things like that. He didn't want to read his Bible today when, when I would grab it and ask him to sit with me. And so 
it was kind of to my shock when he decided that he wanted Jesus in his heart. And I was kind of, I was kind of, um, resisting that because I thought you, I don't think you get it, honey. Like you don't even like God. So I don't think you want to follow him. (laughs) And so it was, I mean, it is kind of comical because God had to, God had to get me out of the way in many ways, because when I, I was visiting some family and my parents were there when he again, I want Jesus in my heart. And I, th- I thought, well, we've had this discussion. I guess we'll just go over it again. And he was persistent to the mm. point where my parents had to look at me and say, Bria, he's not letting it go. Like yes. he's persisting. And you know what, what the word yes. says, Jesus wants the little children to come to him. Mm. And that really hit me when my, my mom said that. And it made me remember how my parents modeled. And I just thought, okay, so... I need to get out of God's way. It's it yeah. what you just said. It's not me yeah. leading him. It's the Holy Spirit leading him. Yeah. And I have a different kind of role um, yeah. than what can often be misconstrued even in my own mind. Like yeah. I'm supposed to lead you, but what that really can look like is dragging yes. <laughs> instead. Yes. And so that's, that's not what I want to do. I actually do want to get out of God's way and let yeah. the Holy Spirit do its wonderful work. Because when we think it's our responsibility, we can actually push our children away from God. But when we let God do it, he does it so much better than we ever could. Krista, you had a verse that you shared with me. Do you have it right there with you? Um, I'm going to have you read Mark 9, 36 through 37. He took a little child whom he placed among them. Taking the child in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. What a powerful way as we close out today's episode that, you know, if you're sitting here and listening to this podcast today, maybe you're a mom, maybe you're a dad, maybe you're a grandparent, maybe you're somebody who's thinking about becoming a mom. My prayer is that God would so fill you up that you would splash out on those around you. And from that place, God would woo the hearts of our children to him. Maybe you're here and you work in children's ministry. The same thing. I think of all the people that have most impacted my life, and they're the ones that have loved me well. So as we close, I always do a wrap-up. If you could say one more thing, and you were going to talk with a mom of young children, what is one thing you would say, Krista, in this season of life with older children, what would you say to them to encourage their hearts? I just have to back up what Bree shared and then Bria shared, because really, honestly, just this past week, the Lord was speaking to me about that it's not my job to save my children. It's freedom. That's the Holy Spirit's job. And I can't get in his, I can't keep the Holy Spirit from saving my children or from Christ saving my children. That's his, it's his job. Like I can't take that responsibility on myself. That said, he can use me in their lives to speak truth yes. from his word to them yes. and 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 help them build their foundation on Christ. And and so I've been very encouraged by that and I I, I would say that to a young mama to yes. 
be faithful in what the Lord shows you to do. Yes. But don't take it upon yourself. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. It's not Amen. your job to save your kid. Yeah. 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 Bree, what are things that you do to point Jack and Cora and Molly Mae to the Lord? <laughs> um, I, I use their daily life as examples. I, I you know, whenever they're arguing um about obviously it's always something trivial (laughs) um and just i use the brothers and sisters you guys love each other you care about each other um i use jack i compared jack with cora versus jack with molly jack molly's a baby and jack adores her you have to love everyone the the same and treating each other as as christ treats us Mm -hmm. um and then with cora (laughs) cora I ask, I think of them all, not Molly, but Jack and Cora. When I tell Jack I love him, he says, uh, okay. And when I tell Cora I love her, she says, I love you and dad and Molly and Jack <laughs> and Slate and grandma and Leslie, like the lady that checked us out at the grocery store. <laughs> um, it's, I just, I use their, the everyday life, um, the experiences that we have um, to try and tie it back to, um, what whatever we're reading, um, like Jack did um, for the word pure. This one was a really cool one. Um, I read him the definitions, and he goes, Mom, can you help me draw a heart? Because hearts are pure. Mm-hmm. Um, and things like that of using the everyday life um, to pull and explain and teach and train. I So I love the innocence of a child um, because he he's in that season because we know that scripture says our hearts are deceitful above all things, but he's talking about the heart of God, the heart of God, that purity that comes with it, that he's thinking it through, he's processing, he's taking ownership of it. We have 30 seconds left, so Bria. So I was thinking about the first thing in the morning aspect, echoing just everything Krista and Brie have said. Yes, absolutely. And um, I do, I I think I appreciate because my son loves the morning, Mm. that it's really neat to do this in the morning, first thing with him. That's, that's been really powerful for our day. And as we close, the one piece of advice I would give all these years later is you can't give away what you don't own yourself. And so if you are a mom, a dad, a grandparent, an aunt, a friend, I would say fall madly in love with your Savior. Sit at his feet every single day. I would encourage you that if you live locally, come join us in Salt and Light just because you get to be with other men or women um, for a place of accountability and fellowship as you read through the Word. The Word is the hero of the story. Well, actually, the Holy Spirit empowered word is the hero of the story. It transforms and changes the way we think. We are just, I'm so grateful, first of all, to these guests that were here tonight. And I am so looking forward to having you come back and join us for our next episode. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you for listening to Kingdom Conversations. We look forward to you joining us next week.